Okay, we're going to begin this story. This is a new one. It's called Cracker Goes to the ITV in London. Eventually, this will be part of It's a Rum Life, Book 4, Volume 2, as the story was from about 2005. It all happened the year Cracker was declared the Guinness tallest shy horse in the world. When we first asked the Guinness people about the record, they declared that there was evidently a taller horse of some breed or other in the USA. He was only a finger width taller, but there we are. As you probably know in England, horses are traditionally measured in hands. Yes, hands. The width of a man's hand, in Europe anyway, hardly varies. Go further afield and there are big differences. So about 4.5 inches, 4.5 inches, thumb flat to the side of your hand and across from the widest part of your hand an inch or so below the bottom of your little finger. There you are, 4.5 inches across. Not the same at all in those funny metric things that us folk born in the 1940s and before find ever increasingly hard to comprehend. So you see, if you're buying a horse at some fair or other in England, when horses were important to your everyday life, then you could measure the horse of your choice to see if the chap selling it is correct with his claim that it is such and such a height. Measure it from the base of its foreleg up to its withers, or that is the top of its shoulder. This is standard all over the world. It's just the unit of measure that varies. There we are, and Cracker was 19 and a half hands high, the same height that old Goliath was when he held the title of Guinness tallest horse in the whole world. The first thing that happened was that a firm called Bournemouth News Services contacted us and asked if they could come and take photographs. They gave us the copyright to use for Northcote after they had sold what they wanted to to all the national press and magazines. They actually came after lunch that same day. Their photographer had lots of talent and imagination. He took the most amazing photographs, as you'll see and they appeared in all the national press the very next day. There were full-page spreads here and there in, the, in most of the popular daily newspapers. Afterwards, the national magazines carried the story, again using these fantastic photographs. We had a telephone call from Southern Arabia, where the stud manager for Sheikh Hamdan al-Maktoum, the famous horse owner, wanted to know if Cracker was for sale. Unfortunately, they were not aware that Cracker was a gelding and not a stallion. We had phone calls from all over, and also one from the ITV in London, who wanted Cracker to appear on a television programme with one of their celebrities. We explained that it would not be a cheap thing to bring him to London, and told them about the travelling time restrictions in moving horses. They said they would pay reasonable costs, so we began to plan the journey. Cracker is not easy to box. He hates horse boxes. Well, getting into them anyway. Once he's in, he's quiet enough. We decided to take May with him to keep him company and hopefully make him easier to box. May is a dream and so easy to travel. We found a place to stop for the night before his TV appearances. 
Kevin Flynn, the head horseman at Young's Brewery at that time, pointed us in the direction of the London Mounted Police HQ in the centre of Richmond Park and not far from Richmond Hill. The programme host was a chap called Paul O'Grady who had, inv who had invited guests on his show. Evidently he had a guest coming who had a wish to ride a horse. So he thought what better give her the tallest shy horse in the world to ride. The journey was easy to London and Richmond Park. The police there were most helpful and we had good accommodation for the two horses. The rest of us lived in the lorry, which has beds for six, a kitchen, hot and cold shower for the horses, <laughs> fridge, cooker and all mod cons. So we were okay, and the horses were, until the next morning. They went for some exercise in the park, where the parrots were amazing. Every tree seemed to have parrots, or I think they're actually parakeets. Then it was time to get the horses loaded for their afternoon appearance at the TV studios. We thought we'd left plenty of time, but Cracker just would not get into that lorry. It took us an hour and a half, and in the process he took a good bite of my right thumb in protest. Off we went in the general direction of the South Bank in central London. To us rural folk, London is largely a mystery. I had not driven a lorry in the city for several years. The last time was while working for Pennells of Lincoln in about 2002 as a relief driver. And every Friday it, I seemed to end up in London making deliveries of their beautiful plants. However, back to our journey to the ITV studios. We had a mobile phone so we could keep in touch with them regarding our progress, which was slow. As the programme was being recorded, then time was a bit flexible, fortunately. At some stage we must have gone through some control system regarding lorries going into the city, because a couple of days after we got home we received a fine for £150 for going into the city in a banned vehicle. Fortunately, ITV paid that too. We had to park on the road outside the studios, and there was not room elsewhere for such a large vehicle. We trooped around to the back and found someone who told us a bit about what they wanted. Have we some straw, they asked, because they explained if the horse did a poo or something else, then they needed to contain it all. We were right on the very bank of the River Thames, behind the studios. It was good daylight still, so they began to bring out cameras and other bits and bobs. Then the host came out with his guest, a young lady who, when she was told that this was the horse for her to ride, she took fright and disappeared. It was all too much for her, and I don't think anything made it onto the programme. All for naught, as they say. Now, it was beginning to get a bit dark, as we made our way round to the front again. There was the horse box with May inside. I guess if the authorities had tried to tow it away, then they would have had problems with the shy horse inside too. I suppose we had been an hour or so at the back of the studios and May was still very calm. We dropped the tail ramp and had an immediate crowd of spectators eager to see what was going on. I suppose it was home time. There were hundreds of folk milling everywhere and we were half blocking the road. Needless to say, Cracker would not go in again. He was so determined. But at the last resort, I took off my coat and put it over his eyes and head, and in he went. Great relief all round. All we had to do now was get out of London and find our way home.
about four hours in that lorry. Anyway, ITV paid what we asked, just the travel costs, and that fine too. Another adventure under our belt. There we are. Thank you for listening to that story about Cracker, the Shire Horse. And um, there's lots more stories on this Buzzsprout site. And there are books to read. You can you can download them free of charge. This story will have eventually end up in a book. Um, there we are. Then lots of videos to watch also. You can see Cracker on uh, Keith Sanders, the short story man, on YouTube. There is a video coming on Facebook at the same time as this story. Thank you for listening.